0: Warm welcome to each and every one of you. Good to be back online. Our wisdom today, number four, see where this is headed. Considering the foretelling of Jesus concerning the tribulation. Not popular beliefs of the majority rule, not the popular beliefs of certain camps. What did he foretell? There's actually three things that he tells us. Those who listen. There's three things, and it is stand in the holy place, and then actually he says, pray. Pray that your flight not be in winter or on the Sabbath. Concerning great tribulation, he said pray, because never before has the earth seen such a great tribulation, and never will it be. Otherwise, no one would be saved. No one would make it out. And that is not the Father's will. He doesn't desire for any to perish, for any to die away. And here we go. He says, stand in the holy place. And then he says, pray, pray that it be not in winter or on the Sabbath. And then he also said, learn, learn the parable, learn the parable of the fig tree. When you see these leaves coming up on the branches, you know, summer is coming." and it's interesting to note because the the disciples the taught ones they had come to him in private and asked him to explain these things and you look at the chapter prior to chapter 24 Matthew 24 he's busy speaking to the pharisees and the scribes and he wasn't being all that nice about it he was calling them hypocrites and he let he he did tell them you're not, you don't even let the people in, and you won't go in yourselves. You know, and here we go as far as that need to look in the mirror, be honest with ourselves, to be honest with ourselves. You know, in terms of stand in the holy place, I had made mention before, and this may apply to anyone that's aware of these things. You know, by the time I was eight years old, It had become a nightly norm for me to have out-of-body experiences every night. And it was to be in the hand of God. And to have my spirit at rest in his hand, but looking down at my physical body. This was a nightly norm for me by the time I was eight years old. And of course, then you have some Christian camps. They're busy writing that off, claiming it's all demonic and part of darkness. No, it was in the hand of God. It's interesting. um you know, concerning he had me at one point going to a shamanic camp. It was very interesting, and I'll explain something because I'm glad I didn't know this at the time. But in going into a shamanic camp and it was led by someone, red flakes went off for me. I will explain that, but first, it was there were people in this group. They were having a hard time being quiet. Here we go with meditate. And there's different forms of meditation, different methods. But the thing is, meditation is to think and ponder. We think all day long. And even in the Old Testament, you know, before Israel, before the tribes of Israel went into the Promised Land, before they crossed that River Jordan, Moses had stepped down from his position. He passed that baton On to Joshua. And Joshua was told by God to be of good courage. Meditate in my word day and night. Think on what he said day and night. What he said. Not what anybody else said, but what he said. And it is to also consider this is before Christ. And not being able to enter into that new life yet. Those things have yet to transpire. Jesus had yet to come firstborn from the dead and concerning you know in having these out-of-body body experiences at the age of eight it was in my old life but here we go concerning those in the Old Testament they were in the old life you know they had yet to have that opportunity Christ had yet to come for them to enter into that new life and understand what that was it was all a shadow of things to come knowing better things were to come for us for those in the future for those of us now how interesting and so concerning out-of-body experience what i came to experience even at eight years old in being taught spiritual fitness and the spiritual wholeness the need for inner healing dealing with bullies And to be at rest in his hand. When I was, what I was going to say, there's a couple of things, and I certainly don't mean to mix it up. But, you know, knowing the hand of God is on your life versus knowing him personally and up close are as different as night and day. So we can consider the Old Testament night and the New Testament being day. And those in the night were waiting for this time. It had yet to come being during their days. And so concerning, um, I'm sorry, there's there's something else he would have me bring up. I don't want to be off track, and he was letting me know I missed something. You know, in seeking his presence, I was trying to find his presence. And one thing, you know, having learned that at a young age and knowing the hand of God was on my life, but I'd yet to know him personally and up close those things were still ahead. And so in seeking him, then I dabbled into white magic and I made mention there were things, things I learned there, things he would bring to my attention again later in life. And at that time, it was to learn how to travel in the spirit. And, you know, there's different camps. They teach different things, meditation, travel in the spirit. But again, I was in this one shamanic, camp after being in the new life, there were some people not knowing how to meditate, not knowing how to be still within their spirit. And so I spoke up and encouraged them to rest in the hand of God. And it was interesting because the leader of this group, she immediately said, no, that's not allowed. You don't mention the hand of God, you don't mention God. That was a red flag when you can't even mention the hand of God and to base it, you know, to base it in his hand, the form of meditation, and these people were struggling. They they were, um, they didn't know how to be still within their spirit to be able to do this. I also made mention of yoga. You know, it's in Matthew 24, and this is very interesting. In Matthew 24, it does say, Um, where the eagles are gathered, there will the carcass be. And it was interesting because another translation says vultures. And we know the saying, when someone dies, the vultures come out. And so I was thinking even in terms of eagles, it's often referred to as uh, prophets, being able to see at a distance. And yet it didn't make sense that where the eagles are gathered, there would be the carcass, the dead bodies. And then vultures and the Lord did very clearly tell me to look up the word Eagles in the concordance and I got to tell you it surprised me the word he used there is an unusual word it doesn't even refer to an animal and actually it re it it's referring to absolute nothingness I had made mention of yoga and yogi and yoga, religion versus method. There was a yogi leader that came to the United States in 1970. He became quite famous among meditation camps and whatever. But he taught he taught transcendental meditation and bringing your mind into absolute nothingness. To enter into absolute nothingness. And which is interesting because Jesus specifically said this unusual word, which means absolute nothing, absolute nothingness, and where there is absolute nothingness, there are there is the carcass, there are the dead. Something to keep in mind. Here we go. Those in the those in the old versus those in the new. Those it at night versus those. In the day the old and new life and again you know um, knowing the hand of God is on your life versus knowing him personally and up close are as different as night and day and so to consider those in the Old Testament people recorded in the Old Testament these were in the old life they had yet to come into the daytime they'd yet to come into the New Covenant And so there's a series of events, phases of tribulation that he does refer to. And again, pray that your flight be not in the winter or on the Sabbath. He did say um, concerning, you know, the abomination of desolation as spoken of by Daniel the prophet. Again, Daniel wasn't even in the new life, but he was standing in the holy place, quiet within his spirit and making that connection the spiritual and again jesus well said father god is a spirit looking for those who will worship who will embrace who will hug on to cleave to him in spirit and truth daniel was referred to as a prophet but he wasn't in new life but the hand of god was on his life things to consider you know, concerning even learning the parable of the fig tree, um he was speaking to the people in Israel and Jerusalem. I mean, the disciples had come to him and asked him when will your uh will when will be your return? when will you come again uh what about the building of Jerusalem the temple, the tabernacle you know, and so he was speaking to them in private. After rebuking, reproving the hypocrites, the Pharisees and the scribes, the religious, surface thinking, the natural minded, you know, considering the spiritual things of God as foolish. And so even concerning the fig tree, you know, here we go, being careful not to throw away common sense, the need to apply wisdom today. You know, um, you plant a seed, you don't get a full grown plant the next day, or for the end by the end of that day, for that matter, again, with the need to not throw away the common sense, it unfortunately is taught in some camps that once you are born again, once you enter that new life, all of a sudden, you're just this full grown tree of righteousness. don't work that way, and maturity is a process as is the tribulation as he referred to and concerning you know the great tribulation he said it the earth has never seen anything like that before and never will you know to be in agreement in prayer that it be not in winter or on the sabbath or it would be a horrible tribulation no one would survive no one would make it out and he very clearly said any those who make it to the end they will they will be delivered they will be saved you know, and he did say concerning uh, the days would be shortened. I'm going going by the Spirit and what I remember in the Scripture. I'm not reading. But he did say uh, the days would be shortened for the elect's sake. And here we go, the elect, the chosen, his champions. I know it as he something had happened years ago and I thought of the scripture concerning gathering the elect and he said gathering my champions so he's referring to his champions and there's things to consider even um what comes to mind there is someone here and there's actually more than one person um but it was specific things he was showing me and releasing perfect prayers by the holy spirit for you um thinking you'll be left behind. You have someone in your life, older, would dare to claim they've got a heads up on you because of years. And this isn't about seniority. It's not about our experience in the ways of this world. It's referring to spiritual maturity, your own growth and development. Consider this in the eyes of God. And doesn't mean you'll be left behind. And not to go by somebody with surface thinking. You know, even in the letters from Paul to, here we go with the church in Corinth, he did make warning to them. Those who compare themselves by themselves with themselves are not wise. You know, it's going by appearances. And we're not to do that. Each one of us are unique and different. And each one of our paths are designed accordingly. And to let you know, um, okay, Um, it's given me to go ahead and share this. It was in 94, 95. It was in 1995. At the time, there were different people speaking up in different camps, and they were speaking on spiritual matters they knew so little to nothing about, which concerned me, and especially in the Christian camp. It just really concerned me, and again knowing the hand of God is on your life versus knowing Him personally and up close. I had known since I was a little girl as far as traveling the journey from beginning to end on the behalf of His people and for the purpose of clearing up misunderstandings as He would bring me to learn by the work of His hand, not by any man. And um, in that, it concerned me What some of these people were saying. And there's a couple of things here he would have me share. Um, But it concerned me those speaking up on spiritual things they knew so little to nothing about. And they were misleading others to believe they were on the inside looking out. And yet, what the Lord let me, what the Father showed me, I was under his robe like a child, I was inside his robe. And I had already gone into the Holy City, you know, to be within the city. But he was showing me him, personally and up close, being being uh, kind of like a little Tyler by his legs. That's how he showed me. But I was standing under his robe. I was on the inside. And what he showed me concerning these people, misleading others to believe that they were on the inside looking out, what he showed me is they were, in fact, on the outside looking in. They had yet to know what it was to be on the inside and to be under his robe and hang on to his legs as a little child. And he showed that to me. So concerning uh, concerning more than one person here thinking you'll be left behind, consider this in his eyes. And to also consider Jesus as the door. And once you step through that door, the world, as you know, it, will never be the same again. It definitely will never be the same again. You will be so surprised. Again, the difference between night and day. You know, knowing the hand of God is on your life. But don't take the word of a surface thinker. You know, a natural-minded man that consider natural-minded woman that considers the things of God, the spiritual things of God, as foolish. He knows where you're at. Here we go. He knows where you're at, where you sit in the heart of your spirit, how much you seek Him and don't want to be left behind. He knows that. And actually there was something I misquoted uh, a few streams back. I do want to stand corrected on this for sure because I'd made the comment as far as seeking His voice and it was the need to seek Him in diligently listening to his voice. Uh-oh. It, there was interference, and hopefully this continues. I do apologize. I hope this goes together. If not, I've got it recorded elsewhere, and we'll have to upload it. Um, a distraction? <laughs> that wasn't good. So anyway, um, to consider it in his eyes, where you're at, You know, um, he knows what you're seeking, to to seek his presence, to be in his holy place. Again, it's in spirit and truth. And Jesus also did say, um, no one comes to the Father except through him. And again, he's the door. Once you come passing through that door, your world will never be the same again. And again, he had me interceding, praying in the spirit for you. And again, there's more than one person. Um, and he would have me relay that. Interestingly enough, he would have me bring up, apparently there's somebody else that's listening, but for the purpose of personal gain, think they're going to get an edge on what God is doing and what he's saying today. And it's well, well forewarning. God's not mocked. He, he knows what's going on. doesn't mean you'll be able to perceive it with clarity of understanding natural-minded man, and even to know the spiritual things were taught wisdom by the Holy Spirit, the very Holy Spirit of the Father, and he's so not mocked. And with that, oh, he would have me share something else. Um, You know, years ago, being married to Dave, we were on the move, pretty much moving once every year. It was just constant. I... You know, I didn't mind it at the time I was younger, but I did want to be settled, used to be settled. And at one point, we did live in Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. And Dave and I both assumed that it was for me to be a student at the Rima Bible College, Kenneth Hagen, And everything was ready to go, and they were waiting for the referral letter from the pastor in Boulder, Colorado. And he was, the pastor was even led to circle the date on the calendar, and everything was ready to go. Everything was in place for me to be a student, and the letter never came. And, of course, I was in question, why? What happened? It was sent off and got lost in cyberspace somewhere, you know, and for it to just up and disappear, there there was more to it than that. And so when I asked him, he reminded me, here we go, as far as traveling the journey, from beginning to end, on the behalf of his people. And he told me, I would have you learn it by me, not by any man. And what I was doing up to that time, my days being still within him, but praying in the Spirit, by the Spirit, priming myself like a pump. I'd prime myself by the Spirit and then be directed by his Spirit. He was teaching me things throughout the day, every day. And so... What I was doing, even while waiting to be a student at Rama, I would go to every meeting that was open to the public, and it surprised me what was happening, what the Lord was doing and showing me as what He had me learn at home by his spirit. I would go to these public meetings, and Kenneth Hagan was talking on the exact same thing, almost word for word, and so he was letting me know taught by his hand, by his spirit, but through Kenneth Cope or Kenneth Hagen, it was being confirmed, and again, by his spirit. This was truly remarkable. And so even the things he has me share now, it's what I learned by him, by the work of his hand, by the spirit, not by any man. And there is good reason, again, with the need to clear up misunderstandings, but it was with the need for me to clear up my own first. And with the need to be patient with ourselves. And I'll tell you, one of the most difficult things we all face is the need to forgive ourselves. That can be the hardest thing. And especially being here on earth and then just seeing what we may have done and how wrong it may have been. You know, it's not a good day when you realize you did the very thing you thought you'd never do. And so one of the most difficult things we all face is the need to forgive ourselves. Another thing I noticed too in living down in Broken Arrow in watching others who were students here we go, entitled. They believed they had the right to special privileges in a way that those who weren't students at Raymo didn't have. And again, some, not all. But I did, I did run across some that were feeling quite entitled. And here we go. Comparing ourselves with ourselves, by ourselves, thinking accomplishments, what appears on the outside, it's not wise. Not wise to do. That is not what the Lord is looking at. It's not what the Father is looking at. He would have us spiritually grow, mature, spiritually uh, grow and develop, spiritually. And again, a lot of these things have not been taught in the church. It's been you know, religion. He would not have us learn religion. He would have us enjoy a real relationship. And so he's letting me know this is good for today. Plenty to jump on. I look forward to going back and listening to this myself. So on that note, healing and health in the name of Jesus, his miracle-working power. Have a glorious rest of the afternoon glorious rest of the week. We'll catch you next week. Have a good